Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He ko nai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Kia ora and welcome to Elemental from RNZ in which we are exploring all the elements on the periodic table alphabetically. I'm Alison Balance. And I'm Alan Blackman from the Auckland University of Technology. This is episode, believe it or not, 41, and we're up to Krypton. Now, that might be a familiar name to many, but not for the element itself. But uh, before we get to that, where did the name come from? It comes from the Greek kryptos, meaning hidden. And for those of you into popular culture, you will know that Krypton apparently is Superman's home planet. I use the word culture advisedly there. (laughs) And I think you can tell that uh, neither Alan or I actually know a lot about Krypton, the Superman planet. Obviously, I've heard of the legendary kryptonite as well, but I couldn't actually tell you what powers it has. Any help from you, Alan? Not not really, no. Apparently radioactive fragments of Superman's home planet Krypton. Uh, kryptonite is the go-to choice for anybody wanting to take him down, apparently. But on with the science, I think. <laughs> so in real life, the very real Krypton... Absolutely. So, vital statistics. Okay, elemental symbol KR and atomic number 36. That puts it over in group 18, and that makes it a noble gas, and that makes it unreactive, or pretty much mostly anyway. This was discovered, like many of the noble gases, in a very short period of time. This was discovered in 1898, and there was sort of a 10-year stretch there where they were pumping them out. And William Ramsey, he was the the discoverer of both uh, helium and argon. He thought, well, I'm onto a good thing here. There must be more noble gases to be found. And so he took a sample of liquid argon, kept it cold, evaporated it very, very, very slowly. And he found that when he did that, they got a small amount of a gas that gave spectral lines that were not consistent with those of any known element. So he had himself a new element on his hands. And for all this great work he did, discovering these noble gases, he was awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1904. Well, good for him. He found a few (laughs) of those things. So apart from Krypton's superhero fame, I don't actually hear a lot about it. Yes, not the most well-known of elements. It is relatively rare. It is present in the air, but only to an extent of around about one part per million, which is not exactly truckloads. But that's our main source of Krypton. That's where we get it from. So liquid air can be fractionally distilled to give Krypton. Okay, now go ahead, surprise me. What do we use this rare, unreactive element for? Well, (laughs) good question. So the fact that it is unreactive, save for a few Krypton fluorides that are known, means that its only uses are going to be in its elemental form. What we find is that between 1960 and 1983, Krypton, in fact, was the basis for the definition of the metre. So at that stage, uh, the metre was defined as being 1,650,763.73 
wavelengths of the red-orange 605 nanometer emission line of the Krypton-86 isotope. Simple. Of course. (laughs) Now, we talked about the meter bar quite recently, episode 39 to be precise, Iridium. And iridium, yes indeed. So prior to 1960, uh, the metre was defined in terms of self-same platinum iridium metre bar that was sitting in Paris. And since 1983, it has been redefined in terms of the speed of light. So we talked about the Krypton-86 isotope there. Uh, Speaking of isotopes, there is a radioactive isotope of Krypton, Krypton Krypton-85. And that happened to be very, very important during the Cold War. Because the only way to make Krypton-85 was using nuclear reactors and in nuclear fuel reprocessing plants. And so measurement of the concentration of Krypton-85 in the atmosphere uh, gave both sides an idea of just how much nuclear material was being produced by the other side for use in nuclear weapons. Yeah, really important. (laughs) And as well as casting light on the other side's nukes, I gather it has quite a light-casting role of its own. Oh, yes, indeed. Been doing my uh, homework, you see. (laughs) So back in the days, not too distant past anyway, when we all used incandescent light bulbs, Krypton gas was used in very, very high-performance incandescent bulbs. The reason being that you've got your tungsten filament in there. If you put krypton gas in there as well, then that really slowed down both the oxidation and the evaporation of the tungsten filament. So it led to longer life incandescent light bulbs, I guess, which were still energy hogs, which is why we all use LEDs today. Also, high-speed photography flash lamps. It finds use in those, A, because it's got a very, very fast response to electric current, so you get the flash when you want it. And it also emits a very nice blue-white light, which is what photographers are after. Probably most importantly for Krypton is the Krypton fluoride laser. This would be the most important use of Krypton. This produces light of a wavelength 248 nanometers, which means you're out in the ultraviolet there. And so that means that that light, it's going to be invisible to the naked eye, but it's going to be very, very highly energetic Because of this, they use krypton fluoride lasers in photolithography, especially the production and miniaturization of integrated circuits. So very, very useful there. And also neon-type sort of multicolored advertising signs. Now, (laughs) I always tell my chemistry students that only red lights are neon lights because that's what neon emits. We find that krypton actually produces much higher light power than neon in the red spectral line region. And so for this reason, if you go to, I guess, a big music show or something like that where you've got big high-powered lasers, the red ones are very, very often Krypton lasers and they select the red spectral line for laser amplification. Crikey. So there are a few uses for it. What's today's interesting fact about Krypton? Here's a couple. So being a noble gas, it's got very, very similar properties to argon. It's unreactive. But uh, because it is not very abundant, then it's going to be much more expensive. Now, if money is no object, you could use krypton gas in your double or triple glazed windows, as it's an extremely poor conductor of heat, so it'll keep you nice and toasty. Also, if money is no object in your scientific research, which appears to be the case in Novosibirsk, Russia, then you can use about 30 tonnes of liquid krypton in an electromagnetic calorimeter, to allow you to measure the masses of subatomic particles. I hate to think how much 30 tonnes of liquid krypton costs. (laughs) I'm not sure what 
Krypton-filled double-glazed windows would cost as well. I reckon <laughs> that those people who like pumping up their tyres with argon mm-hmm. would like to do that. Absolutely. Yep, and if you can't remember the argon episode, or if you missed it first time round, why not head there for a listen? rnz.co.nz slash chemistry, or check it out on your favourite podcast app. Thanks for your company. So Krypton is the only element whose name starts with the letter K, and you'll notice that we missed J because there are no elements that start with the letter J unless you're German, in which case iodine starts with J. (laughs) So next time we are back with Lanthanum. Until then, it's goodbye from me, Alan Blackman. And me, Alison Balance. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.